No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Alright guys and gals, this is Smash Tower at the Sabotin Still Day 2. We are cranking today and we are having a blast. And we are now here with Ryan K. I was going to go to KK again. <laughs> it's, I know, it's just, it's just, it sits in my head and it's hard to twist it, it out of there. It comes off the tongue way easier. It, it, just, it rolls it, off. It rolls it, off. It does, it does. Um, so I wanted to definitely reach out for first. Um, I'm greatly impressed with your, uh, and I'm not sure what the term is, uh, your hoop work. Oh, uh, aerials. Aerials, okay. Aerial acrobatics. Yeah, I, I started watching when you were doing the, some of the simpler stuff um, in the beginning on, on Instagram, and you definitely have gone into more elaborate. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be more dangerous now, <laughs> which makes it fun. That's always fun, and you do such a great job on your comics or your your costumes. Thank so you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it stands out. <laughs> so she norm, or he's normally going to be doing the the uh, questions, but I had to ask, how long have you been doing this? Uh, costuming or cosplaying or both? <laughs> uh, cosplay. Uh, cosplay specifically, um, just about five years, I think. Five years. Um, Almost five years, yeah. That's say. probably about the time that I started following you. So okay, I, <laughs> you hadn't you hadn't gotten too much of a head of start of it, but. So I got a chance to talk to you, obviously at other events, and thank you for reminding me at the cos at the skit contest that we've actually met before. <laughs> it's all good. I look so different every day. Um, so I'm curious, what made you want to get into the the circus arts, the acrobatics and the aerials and everything? Um, it was actually pure coincidence. I uh, went to a photo shoot, and there happened to be Lyra's there, which is like the aerial hoop. And um, they needed another model, and they're like, "Can you just sit in it? Are you scared? Are you worried? It's just it's up a little high. Can you just get into it?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's not a problem." And I sat up there, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun." And after the gig ended, um, the girl was like, "Hey, um, we're giving you guys like free class to try here as a thank you." for like helping us out today and I was like oh that's awesome and I thought it you know you try something fun like skydiving you just do it kind of once mm-hmm. and I was not an athletic human being so I was very surprised that I was like I want to do this again it just felt very creative um it, I've done sports my whole life you know my, a lot of my people in my family are athletes and I just never felt the need or the pressure to like try it besides when I'm just playing with my friends at a park or something so the urge to want to go back to these classes and then to like look up YouTube videos of other people doing this and honestly to like perform one day was like such a strange feeling for me to have because like I just I'm not an athletic human being or I wasn't and um, it went from me trying that one class to taking five to seven classes a week to the point now that I am there three hours a day. So, yeah, and I went from uh, 93 pounds um, to 120 pounds over five years. And I would like to say pure muscle mass. I can't say that for sure, but <laughs> I would definitely, uh, I feel healthier and I feel stronger and I'm having fun. Yeah, 
I have to give you massive props because I I tried it once and after my my shoulder popped a certain way, I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'll stay on the ground. But like mm -hmm. I've seen some of the videos and stuff that you do, and it is amazing what you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like the game. At game on, you had the hoop. You actually had the hoop there. To oh where yeah, you the were, the lollipop. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you were. You I only saw you on it once, maybe twice at the most. But I'm sitting there going, oh, that's definitely entertaining. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring in here. I'm sitting there going, that would definitely draw you a crowd. <laughs> yeah, we were going to set it up. But unfortunately, with me doing like skit contest, masquerade, and then panels, I was going to be gone too much. Uh, and people play with it. And yeah, it's hard to monitor. It becomes a liability. And this is like a bigger con. Game on Expo, we could corner it between a different spot. And like people were kind of like, Oh, if I walk into here, I'm gonna walk into like the booth area. That's just out in the open over there, and I was just a little worried that someone might get hurt on it. Yeah. Because it is a metal bar. Like the hoop itself is very heavy, so if it's like turning in a circle and your head is near it, it won't feel good. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel good. I can speak from experience on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've hit myself with more than just little tiny bars, so I, <laughs> I can take the hit. <laughs> Hit, I, I can't, it just means I, li I don't like to. <laughs> yeah, and then I also knew that I wasn't going to be in uh, cosplays that are super, like, hoop-friendly. Yeah. I kind of take turns on, like, what kind of style they're going to be created towards, and the ones I wore this week on are very acro-friendly, so, like, mm -hmm. doing a handstand on someone else's hands is okay, but sliding across grip tape in really bright-colored pink is, like... Uh. Like, I could do my um, Ty Lee on there for a little bit, but it eventually does get, like, a little smudged up because her, like, color of fabric is so bright. Yeah, and light color fabric is the bane of every cosplayer's existence. Yeah, and I mean, you want to be safe. I want to have grip tape on there, and I, like, want to be able to spin really fast and do fun things. But mm. I definitely, like, uh, any costume I make for performance, I am fully aware that it is just going to get funky. <laughs> it is eventually going to get holes in it. It is eventually going to get tears and smudges, and that is fine. That's just how it, the lifespan of it works. Mm -hmm. But as far as this weekend, I'm bringing brand new ones that I'm not sure how they function yet. And uh, we'll end up actually I'm wearing Zula today, which is my oldest cosplay I, I actually have, uh, because we had a malfunction this morning. So uh -huh. malfunctions happen. But, I mean, for being your oldest cosplay and for you having done this for five years, it still looks immaculate. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had to make some alterations. The back is open now. Yeah. Ooh. Because I was not able to fit my, like, armhole and, like, lats into it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fair, especially because a lot of these fabrics don't have any give. No. Yeah. So, like, you, you bend. <laughs> Unless you you're making them out of the lycra. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just... Uh, the body muscle that I gain from doing calisthenics every single day is very specific. And so like all of it is in like my upper back mostly. And so I didn't think much of my body changed and I went to go put it on and it would close all the way up and then it would hit like my mid shoulders and it was like a wide gap of like four inches. And I was like, I have not got that much bigger, have I? Holy crap. Um, it put, really put it in perspective for me and I actually went and weighed myself because I don't usually think about actively doing that. And I'm like, am I bigger? And I'm like, not in a bad way, but like, am I, bigger and I was like oh my god yeah like I just didn't realize how much you put uh, on that much muscle mass how much like how much of a workout I'm getting every single day just practicing and performing because like in, again in my brain I'm like I'm being very creative my brain doesn't immediately go to fitness I'm like yeah. I'm I'm like dancing in the sky I'm like I'm having fun and I'm swirling in shapes I'm doing flips like I'm having fun with it but uh I realized actually watching one of my routines that 
to be able to do the whole thing through, like it was only like a minute and 20 seconds, I had to at least be able to do 10 pull-ups because I pulled my weight upward 10 times. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's like a minute and a half of my time out of like three hours I spend there and I did 10 pull-ups right there. So I am getting a workout. I'm just having fun, so I'm not noticing it. And a lot of people tell me that if you're having fun, you don't realize you're working out. And yeah. And my problem is I hate working out. <laughs> oh, God, me too. But they, we all like having fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, my, my, my guilty pleasure is rodeo. So, like, I'm out there wrestling steers and stuff, and I don't see it as a workout until I get home and realize, oh, hey, my shirts are a little tighter than they used to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have a hard time, actually, uh, with flexibility. I, it's mostly the patience of sitting there and stretching. And, like, the studio I'm going to right now, they really recommend being, like, the contortion and flexibility classes. And I do them, and, like, oh, man, it is so hard for me to sit through the whole thing. Like, <laughs> and, like, it's not necessarily even the pain. I think I just have trouble sitting still. So, like, it being more quiet, too, while everybody's, like, focusing and doing their stretching. And I was like, oh, this is so hard. And then everybody else is like, I hate conditioning class. I hate straps class. They're so hard. And I'm like, what? Those are the funnest ones. You get to move nonstop. <laughs> So I definitely fun. have a different perspective, I feel like, than a lot of people I train with, but I have fun with them. <laughs> well, everybody's got to find their little niche, you know? Like, my, yeah. my niche is weight training, and everybody I, know, everybody I talk to says they hate weight training, so... That's right, yeah. They recommend, like, a lot of the girls that I train with, like, to weight train, and I'm pretty sure, like, none of them do, because they just, like... A lot of people have trouble getting in started in the first place, getting the form down. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so... I ask this, I've asked this to all of our guests because I'm really interested in, in figuring this and hearing this, but how did you get your start in cosplay? Like, what gave you the idea to get started? Um, it's kind of a funny story, and actually this cosplay was made from it. Um, I was student teaching at MCC, uh, Mesa, Community, Mesa Community College, and um, it was just my job to show new people how to use the sewing machines. And a girl walks in, and she's sitting there, she's staring at me for a really long time. And I finally go over to her, I'm like, oh, do you need help with something? And she's like, hey, you have a really bitchy face. Have you ever thought about cosplaying Azula? And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you have like a really natural like RBF that's like really stern. <laughs> and she's like, and like you have like dark hair, like it would be perfect. Like you should cosplay as Azula. And I'm like, oh, um, I don't know what cosplay means. <laughs> and I was like 21 at this point. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? You're a costume designer. How do you know what cosplay is? And she's like, the stuff you wear at conventions. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah, I've, I've seen that online. And I've seen other people doing the things. And I'm like, I didn't realize that was like an it's ongoing thing. I thought it's just something someone did like once a year when they go to like San Diego Comic Con or something like that. Like, I had no concept of it. I had never been to convention. I was nerdy in the anime aspect of, like, I sit at home just watching anime myself. I don't talk to other people about it or go to group things about it. So a lot of my nerdiness was, like, hidden, I guess. And she when she said that... Yeah, she did. <laughs> she yeah. came out of the cosplay closet. Oh, I did come out, yeah. <laughs> so when she said that, I was like, I, I mean, I love costuming, and I love Avatar The Last Airbender, so, like, what do you need me to do? So the con that was coming up was actually Sabaton, and this was, I think, about five years ago and she's like okay so me and two other girls are gonna be Zuko, Tylee, and May and you're gonna show up at Azula and you're gonna take photos with us. Oh my god I was so embarrassed. I was like you want me to show up to like a public event in the costume and there's like and I'm, I'm a theater nerd so I was like 
and I'm not going to be on stage. Like, there's, it's not for theater. It's not for like a movie or a commercial. I'm like, this is just public. And in my brain, I just like pictured like when you go into a mall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm just gonna be like full blown out as Azula, just like walking into a space and people like turning me like, why is she dressed like that? And I'm a ham for attention now, but at the time, not so much. I was more used to being the person behind the scenes, making the costumes, not in the center light at all. So I show up and immediately the whole entire front lobby area is just full of people in cosplay. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think I'm going to stand out. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> and we go to take pictures and a bunch of little kids run up to us and they're like, you're Azula. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, can we have a picture with you? And that was the very first time I've ever been like just asked randomly to like take a picture with someone because of like how I looked. And it was just such a fascinating thing and like to do that. And it honestly went from there. Like I did the Azula and then two weeks later was a different convention that was smaller somewhere else. And the same girls, I went with them and I did Kakashi because I was like, oh, that's another character I really like. And I remember I had to ask like 15 different people that I met and I was like, is it okay? Is it okay for me to dress like a boy and do a boy character? Because I just didn't know the rules of the community. Mm-hmm. And in my personal life, I dress androgynously, so like, it wasn't that huge of a deal in theater and other things. But in this community, I'm like, will I offend someone if I do this? And they're like, no, no, no. Lots of people do it. It's totally fine. And then, so two weeks later, I did my first crossplay. It was very uh, trial by fire, you know straight into a group cosplay of a big builds at a big convention in my opinion and then right into a crossplay with a whole bunch of different people in a different state so that is a quick turn yeah it was very (laughs) fast jumping in head first yeah Yeah, pretty much um that whole year ended up just being me cosplaying and i just when i didn't have college classes going on and stuff going on i was like okay i'll make something and that's the beauty of being younger and having free time too of just only college um but yeah i made a crap ton of cosplays my first and second year it's definitely slowed down now like maybe one a month sometimes two a month but because you gotta find characters you still like the time i was like smashing them out like two a week i was i mean i was on college campus and i had access to a lot of fabric Mm -hmm. and i had a lot of free time so i was just smashing them out i mean if you got the time and the materials yeah, and I, I mean, I was addicted too. You know, when you first start that hobby and that like adrenaline from like beginning it, yeah, that uh, honeymoon phase. Oh, I, I wanted that so hardcore with cosplay. I think it, it goes with anything you have an absolute passion over. I says you're in the cosplay, you've got the <clears throat> the yours that you do, and and I'm I've been trying to do the, the podcasting for six years. Yeah. So I barely gotten started, but I think before you started yours, and and I'm I'm just like, I've been doing it for six years. I must like it. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not making any money at it, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I I always talk nonstop about how I'm like scared of panels and things like that, and it's a little bit harder for me to like talk on stage. And people are like, then why do you do it all the time? And I'm like, well, I like it. It's just like it's such a like nervous energy that comes from it. And I used to have a really bad problem of, like, the babbling and the nervous jitters of, like, talking really fast. And I still Mm -hmm. have it to this day. I just learned a way to channel it into excited energy. And, like, it's easier when you're in character, too, to just, like, goof off when something goes wrong. So this environment's been, like, really safe for me to, like, grow in. Because I used to be very introverted. 
like I just sat at home and I did my own artsy stuff and then I like went to classes a little bit and then now I feel like once or twice a month I'm at a con and if I'm not at a con I'm talking to friends about projects that's coming up or I'm building stuff or I'm doing my circus so circus and cosplay has definitely consumed my life that's great that you have that to, to fall to, like especially during like the, the slow season for con season when we have that mm. little dip in activity there. Yeah. Like yeah, there's cons going on all year round, but I feel like there's that that area of the year where it's just like back to back to back to back cons, and then it's back to like you know one or two a month. Yeah. It, it wasn't that long ago that I I think I was physically set up to do three cons in two week period. I yeah. So yeah, uh, it, it was. I think I was planning on going down to Tucson, then I was going to spend a Saturday and Sunday up at Katori, and then, what was the other one? There was something else that, I did. it was like, okay. Oh, was it like one. LibCon? There was like a library convention too. Oh, yeah, year. it might have been. Yeah. I, Apache Junction, I think, might have been. I remember that years. happened one year there at the same time. Well, I, it's like even this weekend, I'm there. Are Tucson Tucson's Con, going on yeah. right now. We're here, and then I, what I would love to do, and I haven't done it, uh, is Dragon Con over in Atlanta. Uh. And I'd be like, that's 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 that. Where some people want to go to San Diego, I want to go to Dragon Con. <laughs> I really want to go to Dragon Con. It looks really cool. Yes, Dragon Con is a lot of fun. He, he's yeah. been there. I really uh, enjoy AX too. That one's really fun. So I'm sad I missed it this year. Uh, that's Anime in, Expo, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that's in California, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. I remember seeing it. I just never had. I, I've, I have physically never taken uh, been out of the state for the conventions. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm really tweaking my way to try to get there. I was mm. going to use uh, Amazing Las Vegas uh, as one, but didn't work out financially. Mm. So. That one looks like a fun one too, actually. It's more comic book based, okay. so I'm kind of like, uh, it could be definitely all right. I haven't breached that comic book yeah. phase yet. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm more media, more. So. Mm. So, out of all these uh, amazing performances you had and cosplays that you've done, is there any that you would consider like your all-time favorite moment, like your favorite cosplay you've worn, or this favorite number that you've done, like? that moment where it just it made you feel so good about it that it became your favorite moment hmm favorite moment uh I did a stage fight a couple of years ago at Kikori I mean uh it actually is how I ended up being like a guest and judging um I guess four years ago now that's actually wow that's actually a really long time ago um <laughs> time uh, flies. I'm old <laughs> um but uh we decided to try a masquerade and I wanted to do stage fight, and I love Naruto. That's my favorite anime. Yes. <laughs> so we decided to do um, Yamato versus Kakashi when they're like kids. Oh, and that was such a Yeah, because he's like <laughs> taller than him, and my friend was taller, and oh, we like yeah. went full out. I kid you not, we practiced for five months, and to the point that we were full on swinging and missing with like the hardened plastic swords that are like kendo ones. I know exactly and what you're talking about. And we were like about. barely <laughs> like missing each other and full on acting. And he kicks me and sends me like five feet. We practice how I was supposed to land. It is the most realistic like skit to this till this day I've ever done because we just practiced so much and we put so much into it. And I remember we finally did it like on the stage in front of everybody and like performed. 
and like the sound when I went like five feet away into the ground, I was okay. I uh, actually ended up putting a motorcycle sliding gear in my Ambu vest. That's actually a really clever way to do that. So I like <laughs> didn't feel the impact actually that very much. Um, protected my spine a lot. And uh, the sound everybody made and like the shock and the cheers, it was just like really cool. And I remember getting up and Amber Skies was there and she was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after the con, I went up to her and I said, Hey, um, I really like costume construction. Uh, how do I become a judge too? Because I would like to just stare at people's costumes. And I'm like, I know that sounds really weird. And she's like, No, no, no it's not weird. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I would just really like to see everybody that like is wanting to compete and like talk about their construction. Um, is there a way to sign up to do that? Because at that point, I didn't understand guesting and things like that. I figured it as a job. So I was like, is there an application for yeah. I can like show that I have a... Like, I want this job. Right. Yeah, if I can show I have like a master's degree and like all these things. And I'm like, um, is there a way I can like prove this and like talk about this? Send them my application and, and my schooling and stuff. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. Here's Greg. Go talk to him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. It's just and that simple. Yeah, that so next year I was at Kikori. And that was my first guesting experience. That is um, so cool. It just kind of, it was really random. That's not what I was expecting. And when the word guesting came up, I definitely had to research it and ask a bunch of people because I didn't understand it. Now I know it's like more of like, you are a community leader, you are a senpai, you are providing a service for the con to help it grow and to be there for your other cosplayers in your community. So it's like really cool. It's not what I expected. When, I was, when that word guest is like used, I was like, that sounds very... Uh, Pompous, or like it sounds very important, like not in the way I would think that, like if you'd think like an actor from a show, like a TV show yeah, or something right. more to that. Kind of like we have Let's Lang right downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, what does that mean in the cosplay aspect? And then when I understood it was like a community leader role, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I would like to do that. I don't know if I have the personality for that. And I told Amber that, that I was a little nervous because like I don't have like the most outgoing personality all the time. I, like right now I have nervous energy and I'm having a good time and I'm excited so I'm talking a lot but I definitely hit a time where I'm like I'm done I socialized for three di days in a row no one talked to me for a week yep <laughs> I, I need to go to my hole now don't don't yep. open the door I was like I just want to work out on my Lyra now that I've done with the con leave me alone I'll check my DMs in two weeks it'll be fine <laughs> but uh yeah, I just didn't know if I had that, white, that right kind of like bubbly and entertaining personality. Like those people that always know the right and funny thing to say on stage. And I'd be like, yeah. I was like, can I do this? And you know what? Just putting, I feel like showing people that I just really care about the costumes and I'm listening to them and I'm giving them feedback is honestly enough. I don't have to be entertaining at all times. I don't have to have a smile on my face every time like I'm judging someone. I can just do what I'm supposed to do and let them know like I'm listening to them. And I'm trying to do my best to give them a good, like, trying to be, do my best to be fair to their yeah. judging. And I've had people come up to me afterwards and say they appreciate that and that I gave them feedback and that I talked to them afterwards. And I'm like, good, because, like, I always feel like there's one other judge besides me that's just really entertaining. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't get on their level. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like Amber uh, Skies, when she gets up and she's emceeing. Yes. She's always got a comment. She's just got yes. a, everything going. You can, if someone can have a, 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 a costume malfunction and she'll yeah. just turn around and, I, I and that wasn't expected. Yeah. <laughs> I like her commentary. Her commentary is. She has a lot of right really, really just off the cuff 
blows me away with how many times she could just say something and it feels like she's yeah. been planning it. She definitely, uh, she doesn't let the flow stop, if that makes sense. Whenever no, I see her, going. I was like, I never feel like there's dead air yeah. or there's awkward moments. And I mean, if there is awkward moments, she points them out, makes them funny. She's a very entertaining human being and she's definitely a gift. Um, but yeah, like, I don't feel like I've ever had to like force a personality, which is nice. Yeah. I've got more talkative and I've got a little bit more chatty and like I said I've learned to kind of channel that jittery energy I get from being like nervous mm-hmm. um, into something positive to keep me going and keep me talking but it's never been like I, I feel like I have to change to be able to fit in I think it's like that first panel when you first turn, turn around and you're going to be standing in front of a group they're all going to be focused on you specifically because yeah. you're there to speak about something. Yeah. And that's where that nervous energy is kind of really. Yeah. I, th- I think this. Got to blow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could be different minded than other people on this. In my opinion, I think the thing that's helped me the best is having a support system. Having people that come with me and are literally there to make sure I like eat food, help me get to my panels on time and like just help me in general <laughs> um but that made a huge difference i went to my first i went to kick Corey by myself and i loved it but i was very stressed out and like now today i have a friend that's while we're here over doing this he's able to watch the booth and make sure if anybody comes up there that it's handled and then i have another friend that's checking the schedule to make sure i don't miss my panels and i don't be late to masquerade or skit contest and like just making sure that I get scattered brain talking like doing things like this yeah. that I don't miss something important and I think they call that an entourage yeah like <laughs> you got uh, someone carrying your date book you got someone <laughs> yeah. I, I, I call that my wife because my problem is ooh shiny <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the, the word handler is so weird but like that's what people usually recommend is like what they're called is like your handler and it, it, I mean they are handling you and making sure that you drink water and survive yeah. So, um, I think the best support they give me, though, is sitting next to me at panels. Just not being up there alone is, like, such a big difference. Like, not walking in that room by myself. And then having someone that knows how to do technology things. I'm so technically challenged. is such a blessing, too. Just not having that stress of having to do everything on my own. And, like, having people that want to be here, too that like they want to participate they want to help they don't feel like they're there because they're obligated to yeah and i like to make sure i always dedicate a day to my friends so like on monday um i made them both cosplays and i'm gonna make sure they get photos and they look super cute in them so they're gonna be sunade and jiraiya i remember you were talking to me about that during the skit contest so that's like my thank you for like helping me this weekend yeah You can get grab Alex and say, Alex, come on, take some pictures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's what you're here for, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hit him up before the con for you. Because yeah. I was supposed to have my Orochimaru done this weekend, but unfortunately... Oh, no, that would have been great. Yeah, no, unfortunately with the move and everything, our stuff is still packed. You know, it's that's moving worst, across yeah. state is not easy. That's hard. But hopefully by Kikori Con, I'll have my full Orochimaru, because I'm actually building the snake and everything. That's awesome. But, I, um, so... This is something I, I like to ask as well. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way I can phrase this. Uh-oh. Uh, 
Go so for I, it. I don't get offended. Oh, it's not even that. It's to make sure it comes it comes from here to my mouth properly. Oh, okay, like, gotcha, It gotcha. goes through the filter of, this is what it sounds like in my make head. Make sure the train like, doesn't derail and crash before it comes out of your mouth. I'm a, I'm a drag queen. It's usually whatever comes off the top of my head, but I have to remember, not everybody speaks drag queen. Um, oh, I actually speak it fluently, so go for it. Oh, perfect. Ooh. That makes me even happier. Um, so I noticed there, there's a lot of people who suffer from body shaming and stuff. Um, there's been a lot of people who've actually mentioned you when they mentioned that they feel comfortable cosplaying because they've seen you doing stuff. Yeah, uh, I actually had a really hard time when I first came into the community. Um, um, trying to find a way of sounding this. It's not. It's. I don't want it to sound dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't interesting. You had to think of it. You, you had don't. to think of it. Yeah. How to say it? You have to think of well, how to answer it. Well, mine's more of like I don't want anybody to ever feel attacked about anything I'm saying, and I want oh, to make no, sure not to names. Um, I had uh, someone coming after me being flat chested. And it like became like a public thing. They were making fun of me, oh. and uh, I was almost a crybaby about it and didn't want to cosplay again because I'm I get hypersensitive sometimes. It, it goes one way or the other. Either someone says something and I like can roll my eyes and be like you're silly, even if it was mean, or I just like take it straight to the heart. Um, but that happened actually like. Uh, just a couple months in my first time like cosplaying. I think I was Kakashi when it happened. That's a critical time. And when you're still yeah, and it was just like a really big pinpoint, and it was um, screenshotted and like shared, and Ooh. so it just like made me feel really uncomfortable because everybody kept asking me if I was okay because they saw it, and it was just an awkward experience for me my first year of cosplaying where I'm like trying to express to people I'm not being bullied, like mm -hmm. I'm all right and I don't care that I'm like smaller tested and stuff like. I'm, my physique is very straight up and down, which allows me to do m male characters very easily, yeah, and yeah. I appreciate that. And it honestly sounds weird, but like it allows me to move easier in the air and on my apparatuses. And I have never once had the thought where I'm like, I wish I had bigger boobs. And yeah. anybody that wants bigger boobs, go for it. You can change your body however you want. It's just like I had never had someone pointed out so bluntly before. And I know in our community, we have a lot of intense personalities shoved together together for a weekend at high energy so a lot of people that are introverts suddenly become extreme extroverts because all of their creative energy is coming out at once in one weekend and so i understand people sometimes behave or act differently than they usually would yeah so there's a lot of energy going out there and there's a lot of things said that probably weren't meant to be hurtful and people have to kind of take everything with a cup of tea and like Either realize there's mean people out there and you need to still be yourself and keep doing things or realize this is kind of like, this is going to happen in every community. We're just a little bit extra here, so it's just a little louder. Yeah. I, I think because uh, that five-year period when I got into it, when you were getting into it, and when you were getting into it, we were all getting into it around that same time. I do think there was more of the body shaming and the yeah. bullying and stuff like that but I think now uh, more and more people have grown accustomed but at the same time uh, the ability to empathize with everybody who's yeah. doing it and I've said it before and I'll say it again uh, cosplay is where you can be you mm -hmm. doing any character you want to do yeah you know so you should never have to worry about somebody else's opinion of it and yeah. I don't hear any as much as when we first started, people saying, "Well, you don't, you don't fill that out. You don't, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you, that's not uh, 
accurate. That's not yeah. comic book accurate. It's not anime accurate. But it's your interpretation yeah, of the no, character. I, I had a lot of controversy uh, not too long ago, actually, because um, I decided not to do prints, and then I'm not going to sell them. Okay. And I already had a lot of slack from people about, like, people that followed me in, like, our community wanting me to do loots and, like, pressuring it. And they're, like, even if it's, like, male guys and, like, just, like, they're wanting me to do, like, loot characters and things like that. And I was like, you know what? If there's a character I love and they're a little bit more scandalous, I'll have fun with it and I'll do how where I feel with that. And I'm like, but I don't really feel the need to, like, go out into that. And I, I don't mind if other people do. Like, you cosplay how you want to cosplay. Yeah. It was just, I was being pressured because everybody else was doing it. And, like, not everybody, but a lot of people were doing ludes at the time a couple years ago. And yeah. it was becoming very popular. And it was being requested of me nonstop and very pressured to me. Like, why aren't you doing this? Everybody's doing it kind of thing. And I consistently said no. And then I decided to go against even selling any kinds of prints. Uh, if you want to see my work, go on my page. Um, you could always do it to where all your prints are. They order your prints. Yeah, and, and I'm you like, don't have if, if someone them. really wants something because they love the concept and they love the character design, I told them I'll send them a free file of the like um, thing for they can get it made themselves. Right. Like I will send it over to them for they can get it printed. Um, I just want people to know that it's like when I'm here and when I'm like doing my cosplay stuff, it's not about me wanting to like. It's not about the pictures and me trying to sell them. Like, I'm here because I love the community and I love the costumes. Right. I'm not here because I want to sell pictures of myself. And, you know, if someone is here and they want to sell pictures of themselves, that's awesome. That's what you want to do. It's just, it, it was stressful to be pinholed into something. Like, people are like, everybody's doing this, so you should be doing it. And I'm like, but I don't want people owning pictures of me. I feel weird about it. And yeah. then I was like, and then I, I don't want to do lewd photos because that's less clothing and I want to do a lot of construction and I want to add things. I'm like, I'm not against showing my body. I love my body. Yeah. It's just, I tend to want to sew a lot and, you know, when you do lewd, there tends to not be a lot of sewing. I, to be honest, I think my my favorite one in the, that you do is um, Astra. Astrid? Uh, Astrid from um, oh, How, uh, to Train How to Train Your yeah. Dragons. I've always loved that, that cosplay that you've done. Yeah. And uh, I think I was at Katori when you had it in Katori. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played uh, out, out in the, in the snow, snow day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I killed a snowman with my axe. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, out of the cosplays I've seen, because when you mentioned the Kikori story, I was actually at that Kikori con. Oh, nice. And I had taken that combat class the, the day they had it there. Nice. Um, my friend and I were dressed as Choji and Shikamaru that weekend. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and honestly, like, out of all your cosplays and stuff, I have to say you're the y'all's Naruto thing you had going on was amazing, but Hawks is easily the favorite cosplay I've seen you do so far. Oh, my Hawks, yeah. Just because I'm a, I'm a sucker for big builds. Yeah. I love big builds. I love prop-heavy cosplays. It's the bane of my existence in every con, yeah. but afterwards I'm like, that was so cool. Do you know what's kind of weird, though? So, like, uh, I don't know, you know Rouge the Bat from Sonic? Oh, yeah. I my, was at Game On when you okay, were doing yeah. the hoop stuff. So, I was with Corgi next to you. Yeah, so, like, my little wings that I had on actually took me twice as long than the Hawks wings. Seriously? So... Uh, them being articulated and made of leather and having joints and having a uh, boning going down the sides to give like those wing uh, tendons down the middle um, caused a lot of extra detailing and like the you know the articulation of the movement too. Uh, the hawk swings actually only took me six hours. Seriously? Everybody, yeah, everybody freaks out when they hear this. So I have a giant pair of articulated wings that weigh about 40 pounds 
that I made hawk's wings for. Two weeks before Kikori, I shattered my leg. Ooh. And I was in a, wa- a cast with a walking boot over it. And I got cleared to kind of walk around on it because, like, it was my talus bone mostly that was the worst part in the whole leg, like, or mainly in the ankle, like, the area. And they said it was all wrapped up and it was still, and it was in the boot too. So if they, if they could handle the pain, I could walk on it a little bit. So I decided uh, to make another pair of wings so I could wear hawk still, but I couldn't do those 40 pound ones, not on, yeah. the, not on my ankle. So last year, the night before, we ran to Home Depot, I got PVC pipe, I got a heat gun, and we made like a U shape, brought them out, went out, added a little um, the L joint, and then shaped them, and then got that pink interfacing foam that's really light. Oh pink. yeah. And we, we got a spray paint that was foam friendly. So we cut them in three inch strips, and just did like 50 of them, and went all across the top of the wing things we just shaped with PVC. And then we hot glued and wrapped around a bunch of um, nylon webbing for like the belting and the clips to go yeah. to be my harness behind me. So it's like a U in the shape in my back with like nylon just coming through the back of the costume in little holes. And then we just draped all this foam across it in strips and then went in and snipped them to look like wings, doing like the quarter cuts and just shaped them in like two hours, like really quick all the way through all the foam. And then we took the red spray paint that was like safe for foam and just nuked it. <laughs> and I mean, so by the next morning when I was supposed to wear hawks, they were done. I may have to come take a look, closer look at that later on because... Yeah, no, that's why like, they're at the booth, actually, because they're so light. If it <laughs> falls over, it's not going to hurt anybody. And yeah, you're not going to worse a concussion on anybody. No, and, like, honestly, it's easy to travel them and move them because um, it works power in the center, too. And you can carry the wings on your pinky. Oh, they oh, are crazy cool. light. That is awesome. Because we used a hollowed out PVC too, like those ones that it like almost is like needle thin around the sides, like yeah. the really really thin ones. I, I've used those for weapon builds in the past because yeah. it makes it super light and it makes the action shots for photo shoots so much easier than trying to wield a regular like thick piece of PVC. Yeah, and like honest to god, it just took like 15 minutes of me going through YouTube and just looking at all these different YouTube videos on how to make light wings. And then I went on a Google afterwards and just looked up shapes of wings people have done for hawks and like found a simpler one that would drape downward and allow there to be layering. Mm-hmm. And we just like YOLO'd it. And the next day when I showed up, it was like some of the biggest reactions I've ever had to wings and it trips me out because they are the fastest pair I've ever made. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm doing something wrong because I'm spending a lot of time on these articulated ones and no one cares. <laughs> No, but the ones you whipped up together the night before were just absolutely immaculate. I honestly think it's just the size. It I, might be because as cool as it is seeing the huge bigger ones. Bigger better. <laughs> I think it, it's kind of interesting. And they float and move too. I think that's like stimulating visually that yeah. they are so light that they shimmer and move as I walk. I, I think a lot of it is the creativity that people put in and some people just don't understand how some of this can be very, very simple. But look a lot more complicated. Yeah. Um, I, rem- I, yeah. I remember Jared, uh, one of my hosts before, he, he ran to, um, I think, uh, Goodwill and started picking up things at Goodwill to make a costume overnight so that he oh, had something yeah, to wear. Oh, yeah, closet cosplaying, yeah. masters. So he, he knocked something out, and I think he was doing some kind of steampunk. Uh, he had some kind of uh, steampunk tube that he had going up along the back and he found a mask he, he was doing he was doing all kinds of cool stuff and i think he found some little toy gun where he was walking around with a little toy gun yeah bought and altered things are amazing especially when you see what they were before and then what they are after i like it's fascinating to me I, um, I 
I'm currently in that boat with my cosplay for tomorrow because my Knuckles cosplay that I was going to build is in storage, so I'm doing it based off what I have in my closet. So nice. <laughs> well, I, I even turned around thinking uh, there, there's there's an industry for this, so I ended up picking up a lot of Goodwill Nerf guns, and I'm like, I'm gonna I find a, I'm gonna find a way to, to, to convert these into sci-fi mm. guns or yeah. you know, stuff like that. My uh, pistol when I do like Ray from Star Wars. Nerf gun. I, I know I've used them a couple of times. Oh, uh, I got like a $50 Nerf gun from someone on Craigslist. I had to go drive and get it. It's the machine gun one that's gigantic. that has those big old chunky bullets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I used that for Rocket um, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I just like painted it, added like a fake chain of bullets on the side, and like it looked amazing with it. And it was gigantic next to me because it's like one of those like water fun ones that are like the giant bullets. Yeah, where it shoots those like sponges yeah, that are hard yeah, and holds up water to Take to a Dremel and get the Nerf gun thing off there, shine that thing and paint it. They look amazing. That's Mint. cool. <laughs> and, and that's... I, I, actually, I think about it. Uh, I think it was uh, Amber Skies. Was it Lascatory or something? She actually had a a panel. I think of uh, yeah, cost her, her, her and her dad uh, do a panel on uh, closet cosplaying. Right. So taking something that's in your house and transforming it into a cosplay, or going to Goodwill and like turning it. Yeah, it, it was amazing on the different ones that they had. And some of them were really close to each other, but some of them was like cosplaying on a budget, cos, you know, closet yeah. cosplay. I sat in with them one time along with Nicole, and actually uh, the reason I did the panel, it was my very first one, and Nicole told Amber I was going to be going because they're going to make me talk. Because <laughs> they took me to one other one where it was a round table, so like everybody that attends is supposed to talk and do things, and I didn't say a word. Yeah. So I forgot those are called, like round table cosplay talks or whatever. You didn't get a peep out of me. I was just like a little shell shocked. And so this next one, Nicole literally stops and like faces me and says, Ryan, what do you have to say about it? Yep. And I like, uh, Spotlight quickly turns. So I like panic and I look at her and start talking. And so the whole entire panel, she is like pointing to the audience, like stop looking at her and look, look at them. Look at these people who over are here Over and over and you. over again. Look what? at them. Look at them. Look at the people that came to see you. Yeah. Um, but I loved hearing like Amber Skies and her dad's like perspective on it because they got so creative. Like um, their Holy Grail outfits, his helmet is actually a metal trash can that was in their house. I do remember them that saying really that. Cool. I do remember that. I was like, that's fa that's fantastic. I'm actually thinking about trying to corner the both of them separately uh, <laughs> and get him on the on the show. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had Amber on, um, so but I, I've never had Dad on. But he's walked by several times, so I'm like, I'm gonna try to grab I, I him. I'm gonna run and get him. Let's go get some Dad's guys in here. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and I, we had talked about like the miniatures. I feel like he'd be like, really fun to listen to, honestly. <laughs> right, and and I I think even the the opportunity where they talk about the Holy Grail one because. Mm. If you really think about it, how many, I mean, there are lots of people that do cosplay now. Yeah. But how many father and daughter cosplays are there? No, and they are, like, so in sync, too, with each other. Like, she's busy at the booth. He takes over maneuvering people through there. Like, they have been doing this for years, and they have a system, and it works. I do. And, yeah, like, the like love between I'm, them is amazing, too. I, I do I'm think, like though, that... <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. I can't get my parents to even attend a convention. Uh, I do think that he wants to twist her arm to get back into the cosplay because she's gone vending mostly now. Yes. And yeah. I think he's been wanting it because when we were talking about it at, at Fan, or no, at Game On, mm. uh, he was sitting there going, I'd love her to get back into to get into the cosplay yeah. again. I love when Amber cosplays, especially when it's like body paint orientated or like extreme face makeup. 
she does such a beautiful job like transforming herself yeah yeah i i can't do the body paint like i'm gonna have to do body paint on monday for one of my cosplays and i'm already dreading it because i'm afraid to touch or breathe on anything yeah <laughs> like uh not this phoenix comic con but the year before we had ray park there so i did darth maul oh I, I yeah. was, uh, <laughs> it was an ordeal <laughs> i was scared to touch things like i knew i didn't really rub off or anything but my brain was still scared you're, you're still thinking and there's then, stuff on my uh, skin i kept having goosebumps like crazy and i couldn't figure out what was going on and i was so dehydrated I found out that it just, like, is really draining on your body to be in full body paint because I was head to toe. Right. Yeah. And so um, it sucks your body temperature, apparently. And I already am cold a lot. So in that room that was really um, chilled. And then I'm in, like, a little Darth Maul outfit because I'm doing, like, the rap version. Yeah. I was like, I think I am going to get hypothermia in the middle of summer. It was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Like, full body paint is very stressful, especially when it's crowded and people touch you and bump into you. Yeah, that's that's one of my big things is please don't touch me. Unless I give you permission, please don't touch me. Yeah, well, that's why I love the That falls um, back into that category. Of... Um, I don't know if they're still doing it. It looks like it. Yeah. Where it's like the green I'm okay with touching, red don't touch me, yellow um, ask me first. Like They I didn't ask on mine, so. I think that's a really cool. I think all the guests it. got red, <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, it's plausible. I, I was looking at it going, I, I'm fine with black, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's just pretty mean. I was cool with the red. Uh, just sensory-wise, I'm very, I don't like to be, like, touched at first. I have to get used to someone before I even start giving hugs. Yeah, So True. that's just me personally. Um, with circus, it's, like, desensitized me a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still, like, when I'm going to work with a new base and have, like, a new person, I, like, introduce myself, I want to get to know them, and I want to feel, like, safe before they lift me well yeah you, you got to trust oh, yeah. them i want to build a relationship and i feel the same way about giving a hug like i just like i want to feel safe before i like interact with someone physically and like i've been that way since i was a little kid and just like honestly it definitely pushes me on my box being in the cosplay and circus community because everybody is so touchy-feely here that i've had to be very forgiving of it that people are just excited and things like that and like i have i've also had to learn to uh give what's it called uh not restraints, uh, that's not the right word. Tell people how I'm feeling. Right. And, yeah. like, not feel guilty about it. To put boundaries. Oh my yes. Gosh. Don't, be, <laughs> don't, do not feel apologetic about it's, having to set those boundaries. And it's really hard, honestly. So, like, sometimes, like, uh, a girl I met at this convention last year, she was very young, and she just kept coming behind the booth and just sitting next to me and talking. And, like, coming all the way around and just, like, right next to me and talking. And I didn't have anybody sitting there at the time. Like, some, my friend was gone, so I was like, oh. Okay, it just felt really weird that she walked all the way around and I didn't say anything the whole time and my friend came back and then she did it and he was like, hey, 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 why are you coming around the other side of the booth? And she was just like, oh, I don't know. I just thought there was a chair here so anybody could sit here. And he's like, no, 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 um, not supposed to come around the side because we have like our money and our things back here and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I didn't think about it. And she's like 17 or something and she just walked back around and she didn't even seem like that heard about it or anything she was fine yeah and so i was like oh, okay i just need to communicate better that things are making me uncomfortable like, especially with people that just meet you and ask for a photo and then ask for a hug yeah and like i would feel obligated to do it even though i didn't want to because i'm like i don't know them and now i've gotten a lot better being like oh no thank you sorry but i'll give you a high not five today yeah like i'll do like <laughs> i'll give you a high five instead you know like showing them i, I want to interact i'm just not ready for that well, and that's that's totally fair like it's on your terms that's mm. one of the reasons we do this is that we want to enjoy it we don't want to feel like we're obligated to do something we don't want to do right yeah. Like, I offer hugs all the time, but that's because I've been in their situation, and I know sometimes maybe they're having a rough day and they just need a hug, you know? Yeah. And, and to like, be honest, that that's it's 
part of the community. It's everyone's gotten used yeah. to mm-hmm. well, used to people. And I've had to talk to like a couple of my friends that I'm like close friends with now in the community, because uh, everybody's making fun of me saying I give awkward side hugs. And again, it's like I sometimes feel the need to like not make eye contact or turn my face away. And no rhyme or reason. It's just like how my like body like or my personality or something like how I feel when people get in my bubble really fast is I like move or turn away but if I'm trying to hug them back you know like going for that awkward side hug like they said and I'm trying my best yeah and so I finally brought it up and I'm like I really am trying and I'm sorry they're awkward and like people stop teasing me about it because like a few years ago I wouldn't have even hugged yeah and so I've like got to the point like where most averagely if the person comes in for a hug I will accept it I will just like come in sideways and have my face turned away a little bit. Yeah. And that's, like, how I do that for now. And I'm, like, I made progress. Like, I'm feeling more comfortable with, like, interacting and touching. It's just, uh, I feel like we're all very, uh, catering people. Um, a lot of us here have ADHD and sensory Mm -hmm. things. And, like, we're very creative. So being very creative tends to usually come from either like trauma or like the way the brain works a little bit differently yeah and so this community is so extreme in its creativity and so extreme in its personalities which is beautiful it's just so much uniqueness here but that also means there's people here that you need to be aware of that like don't want the same things as you and it's hard to tell people no like i don't know about others but i'm accidentally a people pleaser all the time i think I most people in the cosplay charge. community yeah. itself are because you don't you don't want to lose a customer you don't want to lose a follower you, you yeah. know you want to be that open person make sure that they enjoy your company i want people well, to feel safe right and, and i feel bad every, when i have to shut them down it's every aspect of life too because as a drag queen if somebody comes up to me and says they want a hug or a picture i can't say no because that's my career on the line you know right. yeah so, so like yeah. Here's the one place I can set those boundaries, which yeah. means a lot. Um, I'm actually very involved in the drag community. Um, so that makes me really happy that you do that, too. It's such a fun community. Like, I love Pride and, like, being in that environment as well. Uh, the main people that I still kind of work with, some kind of off and on if I do commissions and I do things, uh, Vertical Fix, the studio I train at, uh, actually does, like, uh, our ballet teacher is a drag queen. Oh, cool. Which is really fun. His name's Davey. He's really nice. And um, on some of the nights, him and his friends come in there and they practice. And then they come and talk to me about costumes. Like, help them alter <laughs> things and do stuff. And so for a couple of years now, I've been just, like, nonstop, like, three times a week, like, for hours, like, around drag queens and interacting with them. And even before that, my family goes to Pride every year since I was a little kid. So it's a very, like, normal thing to me. And I do love that drag queens can be such big personalities but i have never felt harassed or sexually harassed or like my bubble popped Mm -hmm. by a drag queen they are still very respectful while being one of some of the most outgoing human beings i've ever met oh yeah no and we pride ourselves on being respectful to those around us but if they come to us and want to ask for like a hug or a picture or stuff Mm -hmm. because it's so hard for people to be able to do that we don't want to tell them no because then what happens they go to another drag queen and they go well so and so said this and they were really rude about it blah 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 you know, that's saying no to the wrong person in the drag community at least could end your career. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I understand again, that. with cosplay, we can set those boundaries without having to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, the cosplay it. is not consent, whole thing. As, as the outsider, um, not the outsider of the community, but the, the outsider as I'm not the cosplayer, I'm not the. Outside perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was interesting when I first started, you know, I, I, some people would just like, oh, hi, I remember you from last year. And then it's like, oh, hi, Robert. I, 
you know, a member of the interviews and such like that. But and then Amber Skies and Amber Bright have both been the kind of people to where, you know, I walk up to the booth. If they're not busy, they come running out and here Mm. comes the big hugs. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to instigate it. And I don't think any guest uh, period should instigate the hugs. I th- really think it's the the cosplayer or the in this case uh, in our oh, you case. Oh, the attendees. Like yeah, the att- oh, yeah. you know I don't the attendees should never instigate the hugs yeah. in my mind because you're automatically breaking that person's bubble yeah. with no questions asked. And you know I almost wish that there was a way to put that up on the banner and saying this is don't. Yeah. Don't crowd them. Don't rush them. Yeah. Let them come to you. Like, it's like when you're in the wild. Don't yeah. route, Don't chase the animals. Let them come to you. Yeah. I've actually only yeah. been physically sexually harassed uh, one time in the community. And the way the person reacted, like they didn't do anything wrong, was just the most mind-boggling thing in the world to me. Well, it's, it's like our, the signs for the cosplay and stuff like that. Uh, what is it? Cosplay is not consent. Yeah. Yeah, cosplay is not consent. Which I loved a game on Expo. They put that, like, literally in front of my hoop. Oh, yeah. They, they have <laughs> Yeah, I did see that. that. <laughs> they had that sign there as you walked in. I yeah. love it because it means that you have no excuse for your behavior. Right. Yeah. And to be honest, I almost wish that, you know, I think I mentioned this before, is that we had a little sign saying, you know, this table's a safe zone. If you feel yeah. uncomfortable, come to this table and we yeah. will... Well, and people don't realize, too, like, it's not just, like, sexual harassment. Like, if even if your intents were not, like, your intention was not to sexually assault someone or make them uncomfortable. It's assault of them, any type. If you touch them without their permission, it's, like, a no-go. Um, as you guys know, I get, like, lifted a lot. Right. And at conventions, we do that. I'll do hand-to-hand. I'll come down. We actually had an incident at uh, Phoenix Comic Con where I did a trick, and we, like, waited for people to clear. We had, like, a little area to use. And after I came back down, I, like, took a few steps, and the guy said, can I have a photo? And I said, yeah, and he scooped me up. Oh. Yeah, that is not cool. Yeah, that's and, like, not. And, in his brain, it's like, I just saw you being lifted, so I can lift you. Right. Kind yeah, of thing. But, but that, still that person was trained to do that with you. He yeah. was not. Yeah, and you guys it, are practice. Uh, <laughs> like, again, like, this person was not sexually assaulted me, and the guy, like, apologized, and he... I could see he clearly did not understand what he did wrong, and he was confused by my reaction. And so it's, again, the people-pleasing thing. And then, like, when you feel like you're being crazy, too. Like, when you feel like you're overreacting or being crazy because someone is not responding the way you, you feel like they should to, like, how you feel about it. Yeah. Is, is hard. Like, when you feel like you're being the insane girl crying wolf is not a fun feeling. Yeah. And it's hard to move past that and get help. And I've dealt with, actually, last year at Sabo, um, a girl, a very young girl, in a maid costume came and got me at my booth and told me that a guy in a robe was bothering her here. And it got taken care of by the security here, and they handled it really fast, and it was awesome. I think like I how remember that. They got on that. Yeah, but, I remember that incident. But I remember how embarrassed she was about it, and she was like... She shouldn't have been And she was like, I don't want to go tell security, because they're going to be like, a guy was talking to you, get over it. And I'm like, no. no, no, honey. He cornered you and wouldn't let you get up and stand up because he was, like, standing in front of her and talking to her, and he wouldn't let her stand up and get up to yeah. leave. And I was like, no. Even though he didn't touch you and he didn't do anything, he was harassing you, and you need to go tell someone. He, and, like, he how scared she was that people were going to think she was being 
um, crying wolf or like overreacting and all these things. It was like she was in tears almost over it. And the only reason she talked to me is the guy was just at my booth and she said that she saw me give him a weird look as he walked away. So she thought you were... And so she thought I might understand what right. she just went through. That's, that's good. And I, there are times that I really do wish that we had more um, officially posted people where you can yeah. turn around going well, I mean, okay have, like, I'm looking I'm looking holiday, yeah. this holiday in this you know, hallway uh, to go to and talk to about things going wrong and right. Greg's Head team is really good about it yeah it's just not every con has Greg's well, team That's it's not their fault too like I hate that people were getting onto the staff and the con how are they supposed to do anything if they don't know? Correct. If you don't report it. Yeah, like no one was reporting anything. These girls weren't saying anything. And it, again, it's not their fault either. They're scared. It's like you can't, you don't victim blame in that situation. But you also can't blame the con when it wasn't brought to their attention. Well, that's yeah. why I liked, as I said, the sign where it says this is a safe zone. So yeah. and all you have to do is have that uh, attendee understand safe zone means if you feel uncomfortable, go there. Yeah. You know, find your way or get that person's attention or whatever, but yeah, you know, it's well, I like that new thing. You yeah, fold the, your the thumb in first and then close your hand. Yeah, the sign language. And uh, so, like the old one used to be, you put your thumb on top of your hand and you pull it towards your chest, which means yeah, help. Yeah, it's but the it's a, very it's the sign language sign for Yeah, help. I'm fluent in ASL. Um, really random thing. My baby brother's autistic and he didn't talk when he was little, so I learned ASL. And then he started talking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Uh, but I still remember a lot of it. But um, I was reading up on it because I was trying to figure out where that came from. Apparently, the other one was too obvious, so it was like a new created sign. This was a lot easier because um, I, I had an experience actually last year where I had to get security involved. <laughs> I don't have it. Okay. It's not. It's not a problem. Try to make sure you're okay. Okay, fair. <laughs> I promise I don't have cooties. <laughs> yep, no, not you're a problem. Good. Just minor difficulties. <laughs> yep, yep, technical difficulties. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she coming get back, but I'm taking a look. Yep, she is. <laughs> she definitely wanted to get the drink of water. Yeah. But to be honest. We have been going for over an hour now. So oh my gosh, we have? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, oh, no, I'm sorry, 57 minutes. No. So very close. So it's been right. good. <laughs> and to, to be honest, you've done pretty good with not having to take a drink for that period of time. So <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that I, was good. <laughs> I, I understand the security thing all too well because last year I had an issue where um, my stalker and his wife showed up. Oh, and, yeah. like, I've had restraining orders against them and, you know, they haven't been honored or whatever. And I didn't know about that, about the thumb in the hand thing until Malachi told me about it and told me, basically, if you see these guys come to the table again, do this, and I will personally come take care of it. So he stationed a couple of his buddies at our table the entire time they were trying to come by and harass us, and I didn't realize that was a, that, that was a thing. I thought we were supposed to sit at the booth and suck it up, you know? Yeah. I, I think, wasn't it a, um, it was a child... I think there was a child that was in a grocery store or something. The original story was, I think. Yeah. It was a, a kid who was in a grocery store who had gotten grabbed by a stranger. Right. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. I talk the most I ever talk at cons. <laughs> and then I haven't drank water in a long time, so 
Well, we have, I we swallowed have wrong, and it was the I swallowed wrong, and it was the perfect storm of having like cotton mouth and then swallowing <laughs> wrong. My throat like closed up. As I said, you know, to be honest, uh, you were our officially our longest uh, interview that we've had so far this week. Oh wow! <laughs> which it's a good thing, and you know, I I love it to where uh, people don't have to be uh, prodded too much and where they can talk and they can tell the story and they can get everything out there are some people where i've had interviews where i felt like i had to poke them with a stick to try to get them to to even open up at all oh, I'm so like, so the opposite where like we talk about something and i have like 15 other things in my brain and then we move on to something else and i was like okay i move on that now. we're good <laughs> yeah no that's that's why i love this 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 like format is because it allows my adhd to at least be productive right yeah and i was like my brain's always searching for like some kind of thing that I related to, like it's mm -hmm. doing a, the spider web effect. So you oh, yeah. we talked about cosplay, and then like five spider webs went off in like costume designing, circus, <laughs> like all these different directions. Drag, and consent. Yes. That one thing we that just, we just that keep one traveling time. on that spider web away and away and away. And we've interviewed a couple authors recently, and I wrote a book a little while ago too. So it's like, okay, now I can talk about this, or we can talk about this, and you know, because there's a lot. There's a lot of different, in this case, spider webs that you can go out on yeah. to talk even on that. So Just going off of, like, talking, it's crazy. After every con, I lose my voice. I do not realize how much I talk while I'm here. It's a like, good thing. Your everyday life, you, like, respond to your friends a little bit, and then you communicate with your, like, coworkers. You Everything's text message. You don't hold a conversation <laughs> for that long all day long for, like, three days straight. Yeah, and like you know, especially if you're, if you're like me and you're used to working like factories and stuff, you don't really talk to anybody ever. Yeah, and then cosplayers <laughs> always tend to be dehydrated. Yeah, during because cons. we we're really bad about taking care of ourselves. I will yes. admit I'm especially guilty. con prep and like the con yeah. the panic monster chasing you to get stuff done the week before. Yeah, I'm really glad my wife is Everybody's here. Otherwise, I wouldn't have eaten today. <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, um, my my wife is turning around. She's going, I need sugar. I think. <laughs> wow, you know, I just realized I haven't eaten anything in a while. Yeah, let's grab something. Yeah, it wasn't until after the skate contest I realized I hadn't, I hadn't eaten today. <laughs> yeah, no, I, when I saw food at my booth, I was like, oh, I haven't eaten. Yeah, I saw the food, and uh, I was just like, oh, my God, give me. And but see, that's the, that's one of the other things I like about Greg. Is oh, he's it, on top of things. Man. Yeah, he takes he, care of he, his guests. Well, he's, he brings he out food. Kind of he's got guys wandering around with water. You yeah. Know? And to be just honest. Just the offer of water is so amazing compared to other cons I've been to. Like, I didn't realize that when I was like at Phoenix Comic Con, I was glancing around and I like couldn't leave because there was stuff all on the table and I was like, wait, I don't have any water. And like no one came by the whole day and right. I was just like waiting for someone else to show up where I can go run and get, like go to the bathroom and get water. Yeah. And like hear that they have like people to watch your booth where you can do that. Right. Oh my you can gosh. You get a break to use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I was going to say earlier though, my friends started bringing a bottle of water because I tend to have what just happened there happen at least one time every con at one of my panels <laughs> it like finally hits me that i've been talking a ton and just like am way too dehydrated and he's like your throat is done yeah <laughs> well the good thing is is that as you said you've got the handlers there that can keep an eye on you yeah, and make I got sure my, my squad to back me up yep <laughs> that's a bonus but yeah. so what cons do you have coming up that you're going to next um uh fear con was talking to me because uh, they were thinking, like, if they could do something kind of creepy and do, like, the hand-to-hand -hand and do contortion-y kind of, like, things oh, and yeah. shapes, like, throughout the con. That's not a for-sure thing yet. Uh, we're talking to, like, one of the staff there, and they want to push it. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that'd be cool, but like, are we gonna be like ambient, like wandering through crowds? Because like, people need to be aware of us. Yeah. Right. We, can, we, like can, a... we can dodge a little bit, um, but someone like runs into us straight on, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago when we did FearCon the first time, um, there was a, a photo opportunity where a lot of the, uh, they had a, a, a costume contest and they oh, had yeah. a lot of them, the walking dead all together and they oh, kind of, cool. they kind of created like this mango pile and <laughs> the photo opportunity was like taking pictures of them down on, you know, where they're all kind of crossing and, and bodies and faces and arms fun. are all kind of going out. It was an interesting yeah. picture. Well, <laughs> we try to do, cause we've done like a full moon festival which, like, the closest way I could describe that is, like, a rave, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's very, like, uh, hippy-dippy, which is fun. Um, lots of music and all that. And is we usually have someone that kind of walks nearby to, like, yell at the drunk person kind of trying to jump and high-five me to not do it. Yeah. So, like, that's usually the safest manner we can kind of perform while wandering because we can't see everybody while we're doing things because he has to watch me the whole entire time and right. I can only be wherever my head is pointed. Yeah. So if the guy has decided to jump behind me and slap my butt while I'm balanced, like, there's nothing I can do about yeah. it. Oh, I I wouldn't have much of a tolerance to that. I can easily see someone being punched square in the face and <laughs> that kind of reaction. Luckily, Absolutely. we're trained to fall, so <laughs> it's called turning out or, like, the simplest way to put it. So, like... We practice falling. You know, you get into a position or a new trick that you learn, and they push you over. Yeah. And you turn out or rotate forward, forward through your shoulders to land on your feet. Kind of like an awkward, like, roll, like a front walkover. You kind of, like, dance it. Yeah, I, I know what you're you. talking about. We, yeah. we called it a tuck and roll in theater class. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much, like, safely fall is very highly educated where I train at, so. That's good. Um, Training is perfect. And yeah. But what you're doing is... <laughs> cons we're going to. My brain is flatlining. I know I'm for sure going to Kikori. I'm very excited. Like, we're going to do, um, if you know, Naruto, Zabuza, and Haku in the snow. Yes. And then, uh, oh, no, my brain's... can't remember it. Uh, so, My Hero Academia, the ca- the Wild Wild Cats, is that what they are? The Wild the, Wild Pussycats. Pussycats, yeah, the rescue. I really want to make those outfits, so I found volunteers, and I'm making those for a whole group. My goal, really my, my goal is to cosplay Tiger one of these days. Yes. <laughs> I have, like, a super buff friend, um, and he has not cosplayed that much. And I show him a picture of it, and I'm like, I know it's a skirt, but would you do it? And he like, mm, okay. <laughs> He's going to be so perfect. It's great. Sounded like there was a bit of a twist of the arm in there. Just, just, just a little, just a little bit. bit. Well, he looked okay. like the skirt was. But then he's like, wow, that guy's really jacked. And I'm like, you are too, so, huh? <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, she's the best character. Like, they've actually confirmed she is transgender. Oh, is it? How did you know that? I didn't know that until recently. And as I did an not open, know that at all. Yeah, as an openly trans cosplayer, I feel bad for not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for not knowing that too. But no, I like um, the, her and Magni are confirmed transgender. Oh, okay. I want to do Ragdoll, and I love their, like, caring relationship oh, they yeah. had towards her. So, like, Oh my god, I'm so excited for the next season. They need to release it already. Yeah. <laughs> so, to loop back, Kikori Con. I'm yeah. for sure attending that. Um, uh, what else is coming up around here? Whatever cons we got. Well, we just 
Oh, I don't know. I'm relying on the more seasoned cosplayers because the only cons I know about here are Sabu and Kikoris. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say my very first place my brain went to is like Kikori. Yeah. I, that's, I do that's plan on going to Kikori this year as well, just because it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. Yeah. I like it because it's it's a get out of town. It's the yeah. go up. And last year it was snowing all weekend, and it was just oh, beautiful. Well, I loved it. I guess I am going to. It's called Acro Love. So it's an acrobatic convention. Okay. It's kind of cool. Apparently, it's like a convention center, and instead of having vendor halls and stuff, there's just mats. And each so area is, like, blocked off, and there's a class there. And so you have to sign up ahead of time, like, which ones you're doing in that hour. So every hour, there's multiple classes, and you pick one. Oh, cool. And you just do that all day long, and you, like, go by, like, what your skill level is and, like, what you're training. And there could be, like, stuff. There's a ton of things for, like, beginners, beginners, like, starting from scratch. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of stuff for, like, really advanced people. And there's spots that are volunteers, and it's just like this whole entire, like four day week, like four day weekend thing. It's cool. Wow, that, that sounds, sounds kind of. Where is yeah, that so at? Yeah, we're going to. Uh, I think it's in San Francisco. Yeah. Sounds sounds about right for that kind of uh, setup. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I found out about it, because uh, my acro partner actually brought it up, I was like, oh. This is a real thing. There's like acrobatic <laughs> conventions. That is so cool. And he's like, yes, yes, there is, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. So. Yeah, it's interesting on how many different types of conventions are out there, and, and yeah, yeah. If, if there's, if there is something that exists, chances are there's a convention for it. Yes. So 100%. it may not be a local, but there's something out there, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's what is it? The gem conventions, rock conventions. Yeah, I'm like, seriously, you have a convention full of rocks? Uh, actually, <laughs> Painted Desert, though. which is a rock. Um, festival out in California I did aerials for it because they had us like painted in like kind of stone colored body paints kind of the gem tone thing yeah, going on and just had us like kind of chilling out and being ambient above the whole thing while it was going on and they had like really chill music playing and everybody was just shopping for like rocks and like trying foods and stuff and I'm like I never thought I would have like a gig like in a rock festival like if you told me like where are you going to be doing your gig next i would not think rock festival but it was right? super beautiful and it was really cool and like the people there were so nice actually now that's given me an into idea i have a friend of mine who's notorious around the valley as a body painter yeah and i'm sitting there going oh maybe if you get a bunch of his body painters because he almost always has body painters he always has models but instead of just the regular models have them do that where they paint you like you're some type of mineral or a rock and then having you all doing your acrobatics in some form don't do very much like modeling for just like fun uh usually it's like i want to show off the costume right or i want to show off like the movement of it um i have to like get into a different mindset to be inspired to just like do it just for me i have like i have always had this moment where i'm like where do i post these do i just put them on facebook or yeah i just like what do i do with them because i'm not like showing that i'm going to a portfolio and i'm like not showing something i like made while i'm doing it so um i have to be really inspired by the concept to want to and i saw this girl and she was painted like a snake at one of the cons and i'm like that would be really cool to be just in body paint that's only like snake scales in some spots yeah have a lot of negative space and then put snakes on my lira and model with them. Hmm. So have them like draped around me and like do it low but fake it higher and just like have lots of snakes interacting with me while I'm winding and making shapes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's not really a costume there, but I painted myself. 
And I get to play with snakes. I so, mean, so that win, sounds win. Yeah, I was like, that sounds really fun. That actually is an interesting concept. <laughs> but. So, yeah. All right, so where can we find you um, or on your socials? Um, I mostly just use Instagram. Instagram. Uh, so that would be uh, Ryan KK. So it's R-Y-A-N-N dot K-A-Y K-A-Y. Um, that's honestly where I post most of my things. Um, uh, that's where I follow you. I yeah, know that. I was going to say I don't really have a Facebook. I don't really have anything else. My brain can only focus on one social media, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I'm pretty good about answering DMs as long as I'm not socially tapped out from a con. And mattering on how inspired I am, I sometimes will collaborate and help people make things. Uh, I do sewing lessons for some of the people in the community. Um, I don't know where she went, but the Princess Monoke that's walked past her like three times. Yeah. I made um, that with her. Oh, cool. oh, and then the guy that was in the giant sparkly boots and the big blue costume with the thing across it. Oh, yeah. Danny that was my, yeah, that was my costume. I love Ninja Sex Party. <laughs> so I, when he sent me the picture, I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's really fun. I'll make it. it their music <laughs> is a lot of fun if you have a really great sense of humor. I need to look into it because I had so much fun making the costume. A, I feel like the inspiration has to be great. They actually have a song called 6969. Oh, my God. And it is amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, we appreciate you coming over for the interview. It was fantastic. We got a lot of cha- a lot of talking in there that where we can awesome. know more Thanks about you. Oh, and that, I've actually been wanting to go on the show for a while, and I had originally uh, approached, uh, I think, a couple of years ago that I originally tried to approach you for it. But one of my issues is is that I I sometimes have time a hard time approaching people to ask those kind of things so okay. that's where some of my drawbacks are you know i i can arrange a podcast i can do all that but for some unknown reason that initial contact sometimes yeah. is my difficult spot the so. very first interaction mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was I definitely can, that i can relate to that yeah <laughs> that's why i, I definitely have that with my yes <laughs> yeah. having I, a drag queen is a is a co uh, uh, host this this week is definitely an eye-opener on how to get those conversations yeah. started. So. I feel like you could like record cosplayers and it would be like a wildlife documentary, like how they're like really awkward when they first approach. And then five <laughs> minutes later, they're in a huge, Ooh. deep conversation about anime and like nonstop talking. A couple of years ago here at Sabo, um, we were at the VIP um, party that they used to have. I don't know if they're still doing it or not. but um, And a girl had paid for uh, a VIP status and she was... Um, Socially awkward. Uh, so socially, you know, networking was not her thing. So she would, she was trying to get into it, but she was like standing in the back corner. Well, eventually she came up to Jared and I and started, and she said something. And we just said, come on, sit down and talk. And, and then we turned around and said, you, tomorrow, come to our booth and we'll put you on the podcast. And so we put her on the podcast and then I pointed her out to, um, uh, uh, Nicole yeah. and because Nicole has a lot of the same issues mm. and uh, says so, so you need to talk to Nicole <laughs> so and Nicole's the only thing that bugs me is I didn't tra- I didn't get the information mm. and I didn't get a chance to find out how she's changed or if it's affected her in any way I feel bad about that that's I really great like. that you guys like reached out though and like try to get everybody involved <laughs> 
<laughs> your that, that was one of my handlers. Your, one of your handlers Jenny, seems you guys, to be saying, it's time, it's time. That, <laughs> one of my handlers just crouched behind me, like, staring at me. Yeah, she, yeah uh, we, we got the, the mom friend look. Yeah, <laughs> it's, ta- it's to time, she says. Up, I guess. Well, oh, I'm, I, once again, I'm glad we, we had you on. Look means. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was great talking to you and getting to know you better, though. No, seriously, thank you for having me. I actually had a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, if everything works out right, I'll probably have this either up tonight or tomorrow. So uh, you can check any of the socials, um, like uh, SoundCloud or anything like that, or Spotify and stuff like that. We're up on pretty much all of them. So you can find out. And then you can look going, I think that's right about the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the the point. a huge coughing storm in there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, It was like... so spontaneously too i like went to suck in air to say something to you and i'm like yep. i'm dying now yep i saw I'm, it it's, it's all over now okay yep. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> the absolute panic looking for water too well i appreciate you coming over and i hope to see you again and hopefully at uh katori when it will go up there i yeah. haven't approached uh greg yet to, to go up but uh i'll definitely reach out yeah. to him. i mean even if like i'm not doing anything there i'm definitely gonna come and just play well, I, I go up on no matter and, what. Like, doing photo shoots there is so pretty. Yeah, the the, gr- the ground. I do photo shoot out there, so like yeah. we have to collab on something at some point. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All the collaborations. Awesome. All, All right. right. Well, you guys have a great you day. Thank you, guys. Bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight? Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.